rolling. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Catch the Sky podcast. This is our first episode post-Super Bowl, and I'm here with Dick Francisco to check up on our Super Bowl bets and discuss a potential cover-up. Is that right, Dick? Yeah, so let me just be clear. Exactly what I said in our last episode about sports betting. I hate sports betting. It ruins sports, first of all. It's rigged. I told Uh, you. It's all rigged, right? Speaking of cover-ups, but I feel like there's one in particular, a major cover-up. But before we get there, I guess we should readdress a few of our bets from our last episode for the listeners. So I think we all nailed it with the halftime show, right? Just about every song we called was played. How'd you feel about the halftime show, T? Well, it was great. I definitely didn't pick the right first song. Not on the air. You can you know via our text conversation that the last text I sent before the halftime show was, I hope they play the next episode. Yes, true. And, <laughs> and, and that's that how, was... but remember, that's how betting works is like right up until the moment <laughs> you can be changing your bets. And, and so arguably we won our bets. <laughs> arguably I won that one, but that would have been the only totally one I won. won. That one. <laughs> Cause Cincinnati got hoping... host. <laughs> I was hoping for a Tupac um, hologram yeah. that didn't happen. We got but... Fiddy and sent. We got Fiddy instead and a little Anderson (laughs) Pack in there in case nobody saw Anderson in there. So that's a shout out to Anderson Pack, right? Half of Silk Sonic. Um, Yeah, I felt kind of old, but like perfectly old watching that halftime show because I was so in it to win it. And 50 50 Cent, I just did not expect that. Still not sure I'm okay with it, but doesn't even matter. So either way, halftime was probably the best thing for us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because otherwise, I think we lost just about everything else. Because, and here's what I'll say to that, Gatorade first. I think we all had different colored Gatorade. What Safe had um, maybe red. I think I was going orange. You were going Cincy yellow, right? Yeah. Apparently, and I didn't even see it, but the internet say that it was blue Gatorade. Like, that's not rigged as if they all knew the Rams were going to win. Like you said, it's rigged, right? So none of us got that right. And then it comes to the winners of the Super Bowl. And I don't know if I even want to call them winners. I know that I said, look, the Rams are going to win. But we all also agreed that it was all rigged. Our hearts were all with Cincy. And I think that the Rams won because of a conspiracy and a cover-up. And it was a bad call. There were bad calls throughout the whole game. But one in particular... And if you were watching the game and listening to the commentating, there was kind of a cover-up. And yeah, Chris Collinsworth, I'm pointing at you, buddy, because you could have said, what a bad call. You could have said, hey, that didn't, you know, there wasn't actually grabbing of a jersey. Hey, that ball should not, shouldn't be still the Rams ball. And you didn't, Chris. You just said, That's what they called. Even Al Michaels called you out. And you pled the fifth, bro. So I'm arguing total cover-up by Chris Collinsworth of the worst call in the Super Bowl. On that same play, there was a blatant false start that should have been called. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have watched a replay of this both like tackles. over and over and over. Both tackles. And it wasn't just one. It yeah. was both ends of the line were standing up before the ball was practically hiked. Yeah, I keep rewatching it. And then it, like earlier in the game, I think Collinsworth had made some comments about like a little bit of contact, you know, here and there. But like he wouldn't call this one. And I was just I've never been a Chris Collinsworth fan. So this only makes me hate him even more. Um, oddly enough, his son sounds exactly like him. So I now officially hate his son, too. That's um, funny. It's super weird, actually. But, you know, nepotism is real. And so I kind of wanted to use this as our segue into this conversation about the topic of cover-ups. I mean, there's all kinds of types of cover-ups, right? And they all, I think, have something in common that we're all trying to hide something with a cover-up. So well, Cincinnati, Collins- Cincinnati got a call earlier in that game, or not a no call, that led to that 75-yard touchdown against Jalen Ramsey. The NFL, after the game, said that there was not enough of a – face mask grab on that right i was like come on that i i watched that a bunch of times i'm like that's bullshit i mean he, he, he didn't decapitate the guy but he definitely turned his head fucking around <laughs> like, <laughs> but so then that's where i start asking about like cover-ups everything from refs to even collinsworth just collinsworth doesn't have any say over the game but he's still commentating didn't he play for the what Bengals? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's the whole thing, though, right? <laughs> yeah, but, so you'd think he'd be, like, his, a little bit pissed off. But he off. kept his mouth shut, so then you wonder, what's the cover-up there? And and is it because he won't get paid if he talks out, you know, speaks up? And so, you know, I always think about those consequences to the things that we're covering up um, and why we do cover things up. So, okay, sports cover-ups all the time. Government conspiracies. T, I know you know there's so many government cover-ups. We're going to get into my least favorite type of cover-up, and that's where this episode's going to go. But hit me with a good government cover-up. So before we get into the real meat of this episode, I'd like to say that (laughs) you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast on Twitter at CTS Terry or at I'm Dick Francisco. Or you can find Dick on Instagram at the Dick Francisco. And... You can go ahead and leave us a comment there. Be sure to interact with us. Let us know if you want any money on the Super Bowl. And let us know if there's any cover-ups that you are interested in or think that we should discuss. There's plenty. I could go on about stuff like this forever. So you asked me government stuff. Yeah, I, I know you're you, into it. What's your favorite well, government Well, I told you cover-up. I was going to come up with a hot one to start. You did. You promised me. Oh, more than 100 million Americans received a polio vaccine contaminated with a potentially cancer-causing virus. Uh-huh. This is uh-huh. via Business Insider, and these are confirmed via declassified documents from the U.S. government. So from 1954 to 61, the virus-40 somehow showed up in polio vaccines, according to the American Journal of Cancer. Researchers estimate 98 million people in the U.S. and even more worldwide received contaminated inoculations. So we're out here just pumping people full of cancer because it stops it stops polio. And you're wondering right. why people are so... But we're not supposed to talk about it. The government covered it up. And the government will justify that cover-up, right? Because that's the whole thing. We cover things up to hide them for one reason or another. 
their reason is because they don't want people to be afraid of vaccines because vaccines are supposed to save lives. I'm just saying that's some crazy shit. Yeah, there's I mean, it does. I understand how it works in one way, but it might not work in some other ways. There's 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 shit that's going down. And so, okay, so this is where I'm going to keep coming back to on this whole cover up thing. I was reading this book um, by, oh my God, all of a sudden, why can't I remember his name? And it, either way, it was it's about basically telling the truth. And so Sam Harris, sorry. You can't of handle course, the truth. Of course I know Sam Harris, right? So Sam Harris, is he's like a philosopher. He's making sense podcast. Gets into some deep, deep shit. And he wrote this book and it's like a super short book, like way short. You could just like read it in five seconds and it's called lying. Right. And the premise of this book is like, there's so many reasons why we lie. So back to cover ups, lying, right. Kind of all in the same vein. Sneaky, sneaky. And I know. Right. And he makes this compelling case for, is it ever, um, justifiable to lie? And while we could say, well, yes, not to hurt people or yes, you know, under great circumstances, you know, you had to lie to save a child's life or your dog's life or something like that. But like at the very basis of it, this concept of lying in general, it's always better to just be upfront and honest. And that's that transparency thing. Right. And so, because think about the damage done then when we know that the government is willing to lie about something and they may have done it as a cover-up because they thought it was in the best interest of the public to do it at that time about polio vaccines or not tell people once someone found out because surely somebody knew well before it got said out loud. And they said, well, because we don't want people to be afraid because we want to make sure that people keep getting vaccinated. But at the end of the day, all you've done is built more and more distrust, right? Because we didn't say something up front. So I think we've all been in those circumstances or situations where we've done a cover-up and the cover-up in the end to dig out of that hole, right, becomes worse and worse the longer and longer it goes on. Yeah, so, but, but, you right? could, but you could get paid $10 million because <laughs> you were a lab rat for... Great, give me those reparations. I'd much rather have just not had to distrust the government, the government, sorry, distrust the government and just had them be honest with me and not had a class action lawsuit. Or I could still have one of those and still had them not lie to me. So this comes to a unique, maybe not so unique, my least favorite type of cover-up that we've prefaced before. Because I think that, you know, we can blame the government for all of their cover-ups. We can blame sports we can blame the medical community. We can blame the media for all kinds of different cover-ups. But there is one cover-up in particular that I would say primarily women, but men too these days, have complete control over whether they're going to continue to be a part of their own cover-up. And that is wearing makeup, T. It's a very contentious topic. It might not seem like one, but I have caught some shit over this topic. So do you wear makeup, T? Uh, no. (laughs) Have you ever worn makeup? I think maybe somebody might have applied makeup to me once or twice. You didn't go through one of those phases, though, like a goth phase where you wore makeup? No, I definitely didn't get in on the eyeliner when all of my favorite bands did. Oh, man. So makeup is just one of those things that, you know, it's a personal choice to wear it. It's easily and obviously covering something up. 
And I hate it for so many reasons. But before we get into that, maybe we should talk about the history of it a little bit and fill in for safety. Where did makeup kind of in its origins of being a cosmetic get its start? Well, for anybody that has seen, I believe it's the 1999 classic, The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar with Anaximamun's very elaborate, uh, let's say, attire. She's just mm, completely mm-hmm, covered mm-hmm. in makeup, right? Yeah. That's all she's wearing. Yeah. And that's actually what gets her in trouble. Because it gets smeared <laughs> and the pharaoh finds out. So this so is what- obviously an accurate historical depiction of the origin of... Of makeup <laughs> in Egyptian society. So yeah, shout out to Safe because we don't have our local the his- resident. The history of yeah, Egyptian. the history of everything starts in Egypt, and since our our resident Egyptian isn't on the show, don't worry, Safe, still covering it for you. Even makeup got its origin start as a cosmetic beauty product in Egypt. They weren't those Egyptians. They they were sure that's how the movie started out. They were Yeah. They, they weren't cutting any corners. So I was doing a little research on this tea just because, you know, I feel like before I completely throw down and just absolutely one hundred percent hate something, I should understand it a little better or at least learn about it after I've decided how much I hate it. And I was looking into this a little um history wise and makeup as a beauty product, like as a a product that's being put on particularly faces of women to alter appearance has actually had a really strange like roller coaster through history of whether it was acceptable or whether it was actually shunned for being too vain, you know, especially in religious societies or, you know, being too selfish. And, and so over years and decades and centuries, it seemed to go back and forth of being, you know, discouraged and then promoted. And in the end, it always came back to um, a couple of reasons. I think you were teaching me about why why makeup. Seduction and camouflage. <laughs> Seduction and camouflage, which they can both be the same thing, right? At any given point, there's some overlap in the Venn diagram there. Yes. I would imagine so. But yeah, that's what I was seeing too. I was seeing that, you know, there was this notion of it being completely related to sex appeal, which is where then you start to get a little bit of the religious hate at any given point. And then the camouflage. What are we covering up? What are we trying to look like? Where do those standards of what's supposed to be beauty come from? It's um, Or trying to make yourself less noticeable. Yeah, well, and that actually, I was reading about that, which I thought was really interesting. It was actually making me not hate makeup less, but making me have an interesting appreciation for it from a a tool or a resource was when makeup was shunned, I think it was by, like, societally, it was shunned by Queen Elizabeth, I think. I can't tell you which one, because aren't they all named that? Right. Um, but nonetheless, one of those queens... Um, had come out like against makeup and so then back to some of our previous episodes no it was Queen Victoria that's who it was she declared makeup to be vulgar and so then it was like oh okay so women suddenly weren't supposed to wear it anymore but now it's taboo and now it's a 
a naughty thing to do. And we talked about things. As soon as you make it naughty, we want to do it. And so then women started like sneaking it, but also doing that whole, I'm going to wear it to look my natural look. Because that's what I've always been told. When women go, no, my makeup looks so natural. Well, then why are you wearing it? If you, Like, what's the need if you're going for a natural look? You could just, like, get that without wearing it, maybe? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I look Right, natural. the logic is strange. That's... But that seems to be where that came from was when it was, you know, deemed unacceptable. But then comes the money train, everybody. And I think it was the 1920s. When specifically here in like Western civilization, Western world, women started selling makeup to each other. So we are our worst enemies. I swear it, women. Is We're this the like first Mary to Kay? Say, yeah, like that kind of stuff, right? Maybe Avon. I don't know. I'm sure Mary Kay's been around longer. Well, but I, that whole notion of women telling other women that they could look better, we're going to listen to like that peer pressure. So oh God, lame. Right. Yeah, like we're the worst to each other. Well, like, that's it's that's terrible. the whole reason why they wear makeup in the first place. Oh, I do it for myself. No, no, you don't, because <laughs> no, you there's don't. some standard that you have developed based on the society and the world around you for what yeah. is to be worn and what lo does look good. Well, so that's this whole thing, right? That's when marketing and advertising and those things started to become a really more mainstream and women were making money off of each other essentially by selling this product. So you essentially have to tell each other you would be better off, you would look better if you wore this. So like we as women can immediately say, well, we have to look good because men have a standard of how we're supposed to look. Maybe, but let's just be clear. Not maybe that you need to do that. Maybe men are having some fucked up perception of what women should look like but women are doing this to women that is how this is happening and so cosmetics as a product as an advertised mark of wealth and status amongst each other so now you were trying to keep up with each other yes right emphasizing physical features suggesting it was where sex appeal came from and so now it was no longer this selfish thing to do but now advertising was persuading women to take that opposite view that cosmetics were a necessity so just like pantyhose, just like bras, underwear, all these things, because we can get into a whole episode about how underwear are not actually necessary. Nonetheless, point being, all that advertising created makeup as a necessity to the point where it is taught now, like just culturally, societally, that women are supposed to wear this product and put this product on to be at their best. And what, I don't what? even understand what this stuff's made of. Okay, well, what a great question, T, because that comes to some of the reasons why I say there are consequences to this. Like half of U.S. cosmetics, half, half of U.S. cosmetics contain toxic chemicals, toxic freaking chemicals. They call it the toxic 12 even of what's in these. And I know you guys, you know, if you listen to the episode about plastics and a lot of the things that, you know, were talked about of chemicals and things that are in plastics a lot of these are in makeup as well only think about how absorbent that is that you're like at least that plastic bottle you're not like completely eating it and swallowing it but this is going right on your skin like that's crazy that's crazy so like formaldehyde what yeah and so it was actually individual stores like Target and CVS that had to start banning 
the usage of these types of chemicals in products they were willing to sell on their shelves because technically it was allowed. The European Union stopped allowing it, but not here in the United States. What? That's crazy. That's super crazy to me. All for what though? You know, this concept of a cover up. Yeah, less wrinkles. Don't see that pimple on my face. Don't see that. Um, what is that thing that's on your ear, T? Give us an update on that. Oh, my cyst. I think it's going yeah. down a little bit. It's been getting smaller. Right? Like, you're not covering that up with makeup anyways. No, you know? it's not. Well, I, you couldn't see it. Like I said, you couldn't see <laughs> it, but you could definitely feel it if you touched my ear. But it's been going down. So So on that list I got a of sake toxic- situation. <laughs> yeah, you do. Shout out to Saki and her ear sitch. <laughs> right. So, so those chemicals like formaldehyde is a known carcinogen, right? Methyl glyc- methylene glycol, that's a formaldehyde. So a mercury, right? That damages kidneys. That messes with your nervous system. Isopropyl, pa- isopropyl parabens. That disrupts hormones, harms the reproductive system. So Yeah, but you're I not mean, putting it on your genitals. You're putting it on your face. First of all, you don't know that. And second of all, it doesn't matter because this is the contaminants that are linked to cancer and all of those terrible things that mess with our genetics, right? So start to mess with our cells and our DNA. And it's in our food. It's in water. And it's in, our, it's in cosmetics. And so you're literally putting this in some of the most sensitive places. Your lips, super sensitive, right next to your mouth, right? Your eyes, think about it. Women are putting this in and on their eyes. And so are men these days. Stop it, everybody. Just stop it. I but, never understood the lash thing. Like the whole yeah. fake lashes. And I, they're gluing those on. T, they're gluing those on. That's crazy. It's glue. It's totally glue. Just putting glue wrong on with your that. eyes. There's, there's nothing wrong with putting a little glue on your face every once in a while, right? <laughs> Unless you realize that that glue is made out of formaldehyde. Why do I need to put formaldehyde in my eyes to look? Because this is what I'm saying. There ain't nothing cute about eye cancer, right? (laughs) There ain't nothing cute about, you know, your face freaking falling off because you put all these chemicals on it. But how often does that happen? Well, so what a great question, right? So then the question is, how do you possibly link the usage of this to, you know, all of this exposure or any of these things? And the reality is back to our unhealthy lifestyles. You just don't. So I'm really rocking a hard place up against a a major cover up (laughs) to be able to help people understand why they don't need to do this. But it's why I usually don't take that route, you know, because that's a scare tactic. That notion of you're going to get cancer. It's bad for your body. I like to come back to that point of, but why do you need to cover up who you are and what you look like? Right. And and the people that are telling you to do that, the advertising monster, let me just put it out there. Oh, even better, no tea. I'm going to make you take a guess. How many billions of dollars do you think cosmetic sales generate in the United States every year approximately? Is this billions. Profits or sales? Billions have generated in sales. Uh, I I don't know. 20? 50 billion. So $49.2 billion is generated by cosmetic sales just in the United States. Globally, $380 billion. A year. A year spent on cosmetics. So if you break that down, the average American, this is where I get, get twisted. 
the average American spends between $244 and $313 on cosmetics every month. Every month. And I get blown shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just saying on average Americans, right? So, dang, I'm assuming. (laughs) Well, now, so what what else constitutes? Like a cosmetic? Yeah. So, so in general, personal care, beauty products, that's all part of the cosmetics industry. So it could be, you know, your creams and your gels and your, who knows. But most of it is going, most skincare products are, are, skincare products make up 42% of the, of the cosmetic industry. So a lot of it is skincare. Uh Uh-huh. What's the other stuff? Um, I don't know. Maybe like fragrances. Uh. Um lotions who knows god it's all gross i was gonna say Beauty there's products like nail have. clippers does it does the, oh maybe does maybe it's just a bunch of maybe it's just a bunch of nail clippers <laughs> i could only hope d i could only hope but think about that so i get blown shit all the time for how expensive my you know organ only diet must be and eating from a regenerative farm every month oh and then we got people but, doing this shit it's but not think about this any health benefit to them. Well, and maybe like hair dye. Think about those things like when yeah. hair care products potentially, right? Those mm-hmm. must land in there too. Yeah. And if you're not putting any of that stuff or doing any of that stuff to alter your appearance, I'm only altering my appearance from the inside out. I'm aging in reverse because of what I eat. And I'm going to get blown shit for my expensive diet where I'm spending a couple hundred dollars on organs a month. And yet the average American is spending 250 to $300 a month on beauty products? Stop. Nail Stop. polish. Nail polish. There you go, right? We don't even know. Like These are all those crazy things. And the industry is going to keep growing at a rate of 5.3% every year. So it ain't going to stop. Basically, I'm being told, quit trying because everyone doesn't care what you have to say and they're just going to keep altering their appearance and covering it up. What? Why? I'm flabbergasted and so, a little sad, too. What can we do? Is and is 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 it worth trying? Is there? I mean, what's the? That that's what a lot we of people can, will say. What's the what's the harm? What why is it why is it bother can, you? <laughs> I know well, and here's why it bothers me because I fundamentally believe that this comes back to our discussion about insecurities and the residual effects of insecurities on all of us so when people are insecure when they're afraid when they act out of insecurity when we lack trust in ourselves when we don't meet our full potential as a society and as people all of these things you know are being played out in in these ways and cosmetics are one of the ways of covering that up instead of facing our fears cosmetics are another way of hiding instead of being ourselves and being the happy healthy human beings that would make a better world where people aren't angry and people aren't road raging at each other but when you start to look at this and i'm just making this theory up on the fly right now okay but we have super high levels of like what aggressive driving crime anger mental illness just lots of health problems right in this country we talk about that in general mental health and physical health and i'm looking at the countries spending on beauty products like i'm looking at it by country and we by far are the most of any country by like a landslide because we're super like, official i was gonna say like, we're super yeah. superficial <laughs> but think we're super superficial but right. then think about all those other problems we have as a society mm-hmm. so like these things correlate right what do you think okay so we're at 90 billion roughly spending on beauty products by country what um because this is all beauty products right 
So beyond just cosmetics at 50 billion, like beauty products as a whole are at 90 billion. What do you think is the second country that comes in at close to 60 billion underneath us? France. Oh my God, what a great guess. And no, they're super low on the list. It's because there aren't enough people. China. It's freaking, yes, exactly. Well done. China, right? So it's the United States, then China at about 60 billion, Japan at 37 billion, Brazil at 35, then you get to Germany, United Kingdom, India, but think France, population, South Korea. like China. I know. <laughs> China. So you said that, what, 37 billion? Well, theirs is 40, at 60 billion. 60. We're at 90 billion. But yes, yeah, 30 six, billion more. But yeah. think of how big China is. Yeah, they have like a billion people. Right? <laughs> like, that's what's so crazy to me. And so I just think there's a huge correlation to this. And so that's where, when you ask the question, who is it hurting and how's it hurting? Well, it's hurting an entire society. It's hurting our children who are growing up on social media looking at, you know, filters that are supposed to make their skin look a particular way. And our suicide rates of our children are so, are getting younger and younger. Well, yeah, Why? Because, because of standards they can't meet. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup, right? the makeups definitely can't match the filters. Definitely not. And then think about, you know, how we then perceive each other. And, you know, this concept of people now meet online and that's how people date and that's how people, you know, get to know each other. And like, do you really? No, everything's a cover up Every, because there's nothing about us as individuals in who we are, in our skin and in our, you know, in all our glory that anyone's super interested in. But I will tell you, they actually are. They actually are. And like, take the risk. It's just quit wearing makeup. Yeah, it's, the sky won't fall. It's about finding the right person. If if it's but really about beauty, you, if, see, if if you're worried about that aspect of it. Well, but that's what everybody says. But I really think you know that whole notion of like I wear makeup for me, and that pisses us off, right? Yes. Because I don't think the people putting makeup on are doing it for them. They think they're doing it for everybody else because they're trying to impress everybody else. But flip that around. And everyone else, if you stopped wearing makeup, would totally be into you if you're worth being into. Like if you're not a jackass, you know? Yeah. And like that's where I'm like, just take the risk because nobody's asking you to put that makeup on. Nobody's right. asking you to cover that up. Right. So ultimately, you're not putting makeup on for you because it makes you feel good. You're putting on makeup for you because you don't feel good. Like that's what we have to admit. And how do we feel good? It's not by putting a Band-Aid over it. Figure out how to feel good without having to cover it up. Own who you are. And I think that's where I get asked this question, well, then is there ever an acceptable time to wear makeup? I got asked that just the other day because as a non-makeup wearer, mm -hmm. I piss so many people off because I immediately make people feel uncomfortable when they are wearing makeup. And it's not yeah. intentional at all. It's the more the like... All of a sudden, they feel even more insecure because right, they they're like, "Oh my god, do I look like insecure. a clown?" Yeah, I'll, like and, <laughs> and like, and I don't have to say a word. It's more like when somebody will say something, like I'll get accused of wearing makeup, and I'm like, "No, the reason you think that I do is because I have really healthy skin, and you're never used to me. Like you're used to seeing my face look like this all the time, and so you assume that yeah. I do." Because people who wear makeup and then when they don't wear makeup, uh, there's a drastic change to their face that happens. Yeah, that's... Like, what's that like as a dude waking up next to a girl who looked different last night? Weird, right? Yeah. Usually be. the makeup's just smeared all over the place at that point, <laughs> so it's still... Can't exactly tell. <laughs> but have you ever... Like, I imagine you've been in those long-term relationships where you know what a girl looks like with makeup on, mm -hmm. and then you also know what she looks like without it. Mm -hmm. 
And like, that's got to be weird, right? Yeah. The ones that I've dated usually are naturally beautiful. Yeah. The one that I've, I've had ones that wear too much makeup, but they still look good without it. Right. And that's why I they think to... they were. Did they think they looked good without it, though? Um, Some did, some didn't. Okay. And definitely I'm more attracted to the ones that don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. It's messy to live with somebody that wears makeup, too. Yeah. That's my pet peeve. There was Oof. lots of... Uh, oh, God, yeah, I forgot. There was lots of nails, painting of the nails. I did remember that. <laughs> and just, like, powders and creams of various colors just smeared everywhere. I remember there was a whole fucking... There was, like, a little one of those plastic totes. Every girl has oh, a plastic yeah. tote for nail polish. <laughs> It's a plastic and then the makeup tote, and then bags the, and, and then the powders the, and oh. and, then the, and then the nail polish remover is in there on its side. <laughs> and then there's some files. It's, it's all just it a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. So nail files, I'm sure, fall into that category. Ooh, speaking of nail files, Frank needs his nails trimmed so bad. Mm, so, and here's where we go to that category it has everything to do with practical hygiene. Not for beauty, right? right? Those are the differences. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I get asked that question, though. Is there ever a time where, like, I, since I'm so staunchly against wearing makeup, is ever acceptable to wear it? And I'm like, well, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yes, I get it that, like, for Halloween, people put on makeup. I don't want it on my skin because I'm particular, but, like, you do you. Go wear whatever makeup you want if you want to be, you know, the Joker for, for Halloween. You know, go for it. Or, you know, like for pictures or for like if you're going to be on the news or something, you see those people like wear like Hollywood makeup. That stuff's crazy. And again, I'm not here to judge whether people do or don't wear it for any circumstance. I am just suggesting it is unnecessary if you feel like you have to wear it. I'm all about the lack of cover up. You don't need There's to cover up. There's this lady up. on That's our local all. news station that wears way too much makeup. It looks ridiculous. Right? <laughs> It looks crazy. And then you feel bad because you know they put that on to try to look better, you know? And I'm just like, you don't. Dang. You don't. And maybe I'm... What's that? I'm just saying you don't look better. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 right? But maybe I'm being culturally insensitive, too, and missing an entire sector of, like, art when it comes to, like... Like, a makeup artist would tell me that they're an artist. Oh, there's videos... It's about art. There's videos that get hundreds of millions of views. Yeah. Are these people just putting on their fucking makeup? I can appreciate the artistic nature of it from people who are doing art or painting or, you know, like faces and creating looks. I feel like like the majority of those videos are just commercials, though, for all the products that they're using. Oh, 100%. Because they're like, today I'm using the blue Arctic Chill. That sounds like a Gatorade color. Uh, (laughs) From the Super Bowl. (laughs) But no, I can appreciate. Again, the artistry of a makeup artist who is capable of, you know, making faces look bloody and scarred for special effects. And like, I can, I can appreciate all of it. What I continue to come back to is that concept of daily putting on makeup to cover oneself up because they don't look as good without it is their perception of themselves is where I'm struggling. And so it's like, I don't need to get into a whole conversation about whether there's ever acceptable times to wear it. Again, I don't want it on my skin. I don't care if other people choose to put it on theirs. But why you're putting it on is is all I'm saying is what matters. And so then that's when I got asked. I was like, oh, is there ever an acceptable time? I was like, well, 
I feel like the only acceptable time and then I wouldn't be putting makeup I'd probably be using blood um on my face is gonna be when I'm trying to camouflage myself to go hunting right because I'm going to need some, like, legit face paint. <laughs> you just put a mask on there. You just put, like, a gator on. Yeah, I thought about blood on my face instead, though. That seemed more legit. I feel like just that rubbing blood on my face. Draw <laughs> yeah, I want them drawn in, right? Yeah, duh, and I'm trying to kill predators, right, if I'm hunting? <laughs> I don't typically think so. You don't usually hunt predators, no. It's, like, deer and... <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Birds. All right, well, <laughs> this is a good um <laughs> this is uh this is a good spoiler alert or um I haven't even told you this. Um this is a teaser maybe. I've been talking to our longtime listener friend of the show, Dusty Drake. Uh-huh. And Dusty and I are gonna go hunting, not for predators, um, for elk here in several months. And I am trying to implore Dusty to come back on the show and You're gonna have sh- us have a little chat shoot about. An <laughs> I don't know, but we want to li- we want to talk about it on the pods. So I'm trying to get our longtime listener Dusty Drake on the pod after we go hunting okay. to see one if we were successful, and two to tell all the trials and tribulations and story of stories of me going hunting for predators. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to hear yeah. about your adventures. And right? I just want to know more about, hunting to me is so weird. At least. We're going to do an episode on it because I'm super into it. I want to talk more about it because I fundamentally believe in the conservation nature of it and doing it responsibly and why it's actually really, really important because of how humans have treated um, nature and how we've taken over and so why I think it has an important role but I think it should definitely be an episode we do we'll have to do a few parts so that when Dusty and I come back and I know we'll have stories obviously yeah I, I have so many questions and I'd like to hear it from a hunter's perspective because yeah. I want to I want to know more about because guns are just cheating it's not fair <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just stupid. No, I, I, hear you. I feel I like mean, hunting. If you really want to hunt and you want to outwit this animal, you can do it with a, a, a bow and arrow or a crossbow. Right. right. You can still right. have a projectile. It just doesn't need sure. to be. Guns are just so destructive. Sure. And they don't have to be. A slower bullet isn't nearly as destructive as a faster one. And, you know, obviously sizes of shells and things matter. But, like, we should cover all of that. And just throwing it out there, the most legit, like, hardest core type of hunting, even beyond bow and arrow, totally being a trapper. Go try to trap an animal. That? Oh, exactly. Good luck. We should all go try to trap a beaver one of these days. I feel like a spear would be pretty hard. Yeah, but trapping, I'm saying, trying to get an animal to step right where you want them to is harder than it looks. Right, right. Yes, yes. I was going to just say, you could just dig a deep enough hole or big enough hole and cover it up. (laughs) They ain't that dumb. It's crazy. (laughs) And trapping the animal you're trying to trap is also... Right, we used to trap cats down in the hood, and every time we would catch our freaking neighbor's chihuahua. God damn chihuahua! Damn it! Well, there's so many of these goddamn fucking chihuahuas just wandering around down there. Oh, I know. I almost right? picked one up at one point, <laughs> just for the hell of it. 
oh, it's ridiculous. So that's my own. So if we're coming back to cover-ups, my favorite type of cover-up has to be camouflage for that purpose. But yes, Dusty Drake and I are going to come back. So here's the one thing that I have to start working on. I've got a decent amount of months because this probably isn't until August, but... I've got a, several months to work on being quiet. <laughs> yes. Because it's been a very long time since I've gone out in the woods for any reason to be tracking or hunting animals. Yeah. And you got to be quiet. I've never done that. Wow. So yeah, you got to shut up. I know. I wouldn't be able to do that. Both you and I wouldn't. <laughs> no, we'd be terrible hunters. <laughs> we would be the worst hunters ever. We'd just be walking around in the woods with orange on, <laughs> just talking a bunch of shit, pissing <laughs> off all the other hunters. They'd probably and love the us because more... <laughs> we drive all the animals towards them. Totally. The more we talk, the louder we get because we're getting pissed off about something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that is coming up. So in the future, listeners, get ready, right? You too yeah, could be you like gotta... Dusty Drake if you wanted to come be on an episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You got to work on that. Heck yeah, totally. So it's a coming. It's a coming. But that that's, I guess, you know, if I'm going to suggest the only type of cover-up that I'm down with is, is a good old camouflage out in the woods. Best I got. Yeah, I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm obviously out on makeup. Yeah, and me too. Before That's we, our verdict. Right. And before we wrap up this episode, obviously feel free to give us your feedback, your comments, what you think of, or what your, I'm going to say excuse for wearing makeup is. Yeah, I'm going to go right. there. Uh, <laughs> you may comment on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, any social media by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast on Twitter at CTS Terry. You may find Dick on Twitter at I'm Dick Francisco or on Instagram at the Dick Francisco. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and keep up with our weekly shenanigans. And before we wrap this up, I feel like I only got one government cover-up in and... Oh, my God, yeah, more of those, please. No, nah, just, just, just a couple, because people who are obviously intelligent can do their own research and don't need me to regurgitate a bunch of shit to them. But I li- I did like the, the polio vaccine one. I did think that was topical. Right. But also yeah. staying in the, the health universe as it uh, oh, yeah. pertains to our conversation this evening, I, I made one comment about receiving $10 million, but that's if you were a victim or let's say patient in the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis in the Negro Uh, male. Right. uh, Very specific. Okay. And I'm citing the title of the study. I'm not trying to be insensitive by using that, this terminology or anything like that. Right. And that was, again, an experiment run by the fucking government on 600 black men. And two-thirds of them with the disease and one-third without. And they said that they would receive treatment, and they didn't. And it was also, it was supposed to go on for six months. It went on for like 40 fucking years. It's like, yeah, you better be paying millies after that. That's fucking, you you just took somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when penicillin was available, didn't give him fucking penicillin. Like to treat it. That's the worst part. 
That's the yeah. fucking to me. That's the the worst part is like, all right, your fucking experiment's over now. Just quit being assholes. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm not cool if people are experimented on against like them knowing about it. But like when I see on the on the TV, like call if you want to be part of a medical trial. Like that's on you if you call that number and say yes. Right. You know. Yes. Yes. But yes. like the stuff when you didn't know, that's oh, yeah. terrible. Like that and. Uh... MK Ultra, which was the U.S. government name for their experiment with psychedelics and crazy people, addicts, and things like that. So this oh, is the yeah, form- yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, not just psychedelics, but sensory deprivation, hypnosis, isol- yes. isolation, torture, all that, all that fun stuff. The CIA uh-huh. Scientific Research Division ran that in the what was that the 60s 70s I think MK yeah MK Ultra would have been in because that was LSD time maybe the had to be 60s 70s had to be yeah because I don't think it was known about until the 70s well this is when they started I think it was like 60s I think it was in the late 60s started coming to public light yes because like (laughs) The cover-up happened, and yeah. then we've learned about it in the yes. 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's I'm what saying. That's what I recall. Yeah. Not that I was alive, but that's what I recall. <laughs> so, yeah. And we, 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 we could go on and on. We could go into the first Gulf War, the yeah. testimony given by the Kuwait. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. The, the Kuwaiti... Um, diplomat to the u.s their daughter somehow just is 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 a perfect stand-in for any girl from kuwait you know what i'm saying they just gave her this doctored (laughs) script and they're like here we go let's just march up this little middle east girl and at that time in the early 90s anybody's gonna buy anything apparently and so they went to war over that and then it's crazy because his son stormed into the middle east george bush Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Decades mm-hmm. later, after another cover-up with 9-11, which has and yet you, to be confirmed, but just wait. And as as you kind of bring up these cover-ups that are so prevalent when it comes to war, you know me when I come, you know, I can't help but bring on the health and wellness component of it, that all of these, including the Iraq War, all have some element of cover-up related to the health and detriment to the health of our soldiers that fought in these wars as well so everything from you know agent orange and some of the cover-ups that took place way oh, back in the, the day pits and all but, that fun stuff that's going but on but gulf war syndrome is one of the greatest in my opinion greatest meaning worst of the pentagon cia cover-ups so when it comes to the gulf war syndrome and and it's an actual thing they call it gws or they call it gulf war illness and it's a multi-symptom disorder and it was, um, I, they believe that it may have been from low levels of sarin that were being released during the Gulf War that that soldiers were getting exposed to. And more and more soldiers were coming back with like gastrointestinal issues. And the same thing's happening in the Iraq War too. I will, I can attest to that as well. That well, it's a lot having of, it's, like, it's these burn pits. They just burn yeah. everything. They just literally. And they're having GI issues though. And they're having, you know, so it's not just mental health stuff, but it's actual like physical realities. And it was actually the VA and the, um, 
the Department of Defense that have made it so difficult for soldiers to, they won't diagnose GWI or GWS anymore because they don't want to have to pay out for it. Um, and so it has been so difficult for soldiers to actually get diagnosed John with Stewart it. Stewart talked helped. about this on this. Yeah. On, I think it was the first episode he did of his, of his new show on Apple TV. I have not seen it, but I'm glad someone's talking about it because it's a big, big deal. I've listened to a few podcasts about it too of, you know, some of these soldiers that have come back as veterans that are just fighting the good fight for it because the typical, and I can relate to this. You guys have heard my episode on endometriosis where all of the symptoms of it are the basic symptoms of just being a woman. Well, the same thing is happening with Gulf War syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's just, oh, you have IBS or, oh, you just have the same thing that every American with a bad diet has. And these guys are going, no, this didn't happen until I was over there. It started to happen while I was over there. And now I need, you know, help and they aren't being given help for mm-hmm. it. Yep. And a- oh, Agent Orange, government I'm, glad, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's obviously Vietnam, which yeah. also started as the result. Our involvement started as the result of a confirmed government cover-up. Government cover-up. Research the Gulf of Tonkin. Right. <laughs> so basically what we're trying to say here is quit wearing makeup because you can choose not to have your own cover up because think about all the cover ups that are out there start you living the a same, truth you, you don't want to be the same category <laughs> live your truth you don't want to be in the same category as agent orange <laughs> or the gulf and, of tonkin and cancer and, canc- and cancer polio or, shots or 9 11 9-11 you don't you want to be, be part of that you don't want to be like 9-11 you don't need to be like that it's so terrible. quit wearing makeup you're everybody. better than 9-11 you're better than 9-11 t i think we just helped the people there we, we got go. there there we go that's that's i think that's, that's what you referred to as a scare tactic <laughs> yep i may have but you know what Desperate times call for desperate measures. You're better than 9-11, everybody. Quit wearing makeup. Boom. Boom. Is that too soon to say boom after that? No. I'm not sure. Okay. (laughs) Well, on that note, if anybody has any better advice, let us know because we're struggling. (laughs) I think that's a perfect place to end. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, keep trying to catch the sky. Bye, everybody.